Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. It doesn't take much looking to find podcasters grumbling about how hard it is to grow the audience of their shows. <laughs> Most of the time, that's an internal, not external problem. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. So many podcasters want to grow their show. But so few of them, well, let's, let's not say them, us, so few of us really want to do the work. I'm not talking about the hard work of learning marketing 101 and big, huge campaigns and that stuff. No, 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 no. Not that work. I'm talking about the easy work, the simple things we should be doing to make our show grow. Case in point, have you heard that Amazon Music now has podcasts. Probably so. I mean, it was kind of hard to not hear that Amazon Music now has podcasts since Amazon Music sent an email to every single email address they could find in RSS feeds. And there are about 1.4 million RSS feeds. And I know for a fact that Amazon sent an email to every single one of them because every single client's email at, or my email address is listed on every single one of my client's feeds, or not really my email address, but an email address I see. And I got all of them. So I know Amazon reached out to everyone with a link. So it got released yesterday. As a matter of fact, we've got it. Amazon Music now has podcasts. Great. You know how many podcasts Amazon Music has at launch? 70,000. Big number. Well, wait a minute. You know that's not a big number. You know that that's 5%. 5% of what Apple Podcasts and other directories list. 5%. What? Amazon Music is used by 55 million people. Amazon Music now in the new app has a big banner on top that says podcasts. If you go to the, well, at least in the Apple store, which when I read, when I downloaded it yesterday or, or updated it yesterday, Amazon Music has totally changed the way they're listed. They're, they're paying big bucks in Apple, at least in Apple's app store, to be listed up front and featured. And their, their listing now clearly says, we have podcasts. I mean, they are really screaming this to the Amazon music listening crowd, the 55 million people that use Amazon music. But they only got 70,000 that launched. And we've known about this for weeks now, maybe months, time's weird, right? But again, 70,000 shows. 
is all that got listed. And and realistically, I am here to tell if you didn't do it, I, I really want to know why. You, you can't tell me it was because it was too hard. It's not too hard. You click a button. You fill out some very simple things and you say, okay, we did it for the dozens of podcasts that we support on a regular basis. It took minutes per show. It was a simple process. Now, part of me wonders if, well, it's going on a different topic, but I'm going to do it anyhow, right? So, I mean, so, so the reason I'm talking about this is, do you really care about growth if you are not willing to take the minutes, single digit, that it takes to get your show listed on another platform, a brand new platform, a platform that has 55 million people baked into it? If you're not willing to do that, take the minute to do that, you have no business bitching about growth of your show. If you're not willing to put your show in the places where people who aren't yet listening to podcasts might start listening to podcasts, it's your fault. Now, I suppose it might be the fault of the podcast hosting companies. A lot of the podcast hosting companies work very closely with Amazon. It's hard to say that. Amazon Music to get this um, process updated so that it was even easier. Through your podcast host, you could click one button. One simple button, and it would automatically submit your show to Amazon Music. Now, I don't know. Some people did that. That's even faster if you want to do that. But back to my blaming of the hosts. Maybe this is something the hosts, the podcast hosting companies, should have just done for us. Maybe they just should have done it. I mean, it's not like we gave them really any specialized information. It's not like Apple Podcasts or Spotify where... If the podcaster, if the owner of the feed makes an account, the owner of the feed will get additional information. No, there was none of that from Amazon. It was just, we want to know about your RSS feeds. That's it. Wasn't any more complicated. I mean, they asked for a few other questions, but none of it really matters. I, mean, you, I, I could have submitted your show for you had you asked me to. And you can't log into Amazon Music and see anything special because of that. It's not tied in there. So maybe they just should have done it for us. Or maybe not. Maybe it is on you. In fact, I kind of think it is on us because typically we haven't done that automatic submission. We have to do it on our own. So maybe, there, maybe there's a, a challenge right there. Maybe there's one of the disconnects. Maybe that we should put more pressure on our host to just do those things for us if, in fact, it's not going to compromise other things. So there's, there's a lot to talk about in there. I also think that we're just disconnected from the people who are just now discovering podcasting. I mean, we're so focused as working podcasters on the legacy platforms that have been around for a long time that we miss the ways that new listeners actually not only listen to our show, but but discover the content that we have. I think we're really disconnected from that. Not long ago, like, like sometime this week, I think it was last week, Westwood One, big radio thing, also a big, big podcast producer, they put out uh, the results of a survey they had done. And I'm always questioning the, the efficacy of asking people questions. I think it's better to follow them and actually track them. But the good thing about surveys is they, they show direction. They show intent. They show assumptions. They show what's in somebody's mind. So this big Westwood One survey, it's like 70 some odd pages that came out. I'll have a link to it uh, in the episode details. Um, 
it showed some pretty counterintuitive things, especially for those of us who have been doing this for a long time, when looking at people who have just started listening in the last six to 12 months. I mean, very different, very different ways that they either they think that they listen and consume content or that they want to consume content or that they or where they actually consume content. It's just it's just weird. I mean, it's it's all over the place. And if we keep listening to the uh, pundits who who has, well, look, I'm a podcast hosting company. I've got this much data. This is what I can tell you is really happening. That's good information, but that's looking at everybody in aggregate and all the heavy podcasters primarily looking at this new wave. And if not exactly what they're using, what they think they're using, what they report they're using will give you a different, a different uh, view. Also, I, th- I think a lot of podcasters Hopefully not you for listening to this program, um, but I think a lot of podcasters, I know a lot of podcasters, don't actually listen to shows at all. And and a, a bigger section of that don't really listen the way that the new people are listening, right? Because again, the new people listen in different ways, but here we are with our own legacy processes, and I'm as guilty of it as well. Maybe we're not listening like them. I know we're not discovering shows like them. So how are we going to really get in front of these new people if we're not actually behaving like them? And then finally, the, the big bombshell for, for, for last year is, are, are we really making shows that these new people want to hear, want to consume? Or are we doing one of two things? Are we still making podcasts the way we've always made podcasting? and what we think that that actually is, which might be different from now. Or worse, are we just making shows that we want to hear? Which is fine. We can make You can make a show that you want to hear, but you shouldn't really ask anybody else to really care about that and listen. Heavy things to think about, right? So, uh, look, I'm out of time, so I'm just going to say this. Do me a favor. If there's someone in your life who who needs to hear this and, and probably maybe one that's not this depressing, please send them a link to podcastpontifications.com. I would certainly appreciate it because, you know, that, that's how I help grow this show, by you helping spread the word. Podcastpontifications.com. That's it. I shall see you not tomorrow because it's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Back on Monday with yet another Podcast Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. 
you can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.